The subject of this podcast is the article, 24 Examples of Frame Control. But before I dive into that article, I've got a bit of a housekeeping item I want to address. So this article and many like it on my website, I am concerned am not getting the attention that they deserve. Well, obviously, as a blogger, I'm kind of like a parent. I always see my child as being beautiful and unique and deserving of everything in the world. However, I feel like a lot of the articles that I've spent a lot of time on may just not get the attention that they could get because of the format, because of the uh, amount of people that are out there that actually have the time and inclination to sit down on my website, on their computer, on their browser, or on their mobile device and read a 2,500 plus word article on philosophy, social dynamics, or the uh, nuances of what scientific studies are saying about a given set of molecules. Ideally, I would like to produce all of these into the slick video blogs full of animations and creative stock footage that you see on the Limitless Mindset YouTube channel that so many people contact me and tell me that they appreciate. But turning a 2,500 word article into a video blog that ends up being around 18 or 19 minutes is something that takes up anywhere from about 15 to sometimes as much as like 25 hours. And given the amount of content I have on my website, it's unrealistic that I could do this. So in the interim, before I hire a team of video production assistants, (laughs) hopefully one day I can get the person from Star Wars or Terminator or... um, avatar, I will be doing podcast versions of the articles on my website. If you find this article or consecutive articles particularly interesting in podcast format, please share it up, thumbs up it, do whatever you'd like to do to uh, show me that you appreciate it and the podcast articles that seem to get the most love, I will prioritize those in the video production documentary, thereby ideally getting into a situation where you, the listener, kind of decides which of my articles I will turn into a mini video blog documentary style piece of content to go out to a wider audience on YouTube. Without any further ado, 24 practical examples of frame control. In every social interaction, one person is more reactive than the other to the words and actions of the person they are communicating with. Frame control is a topic that gets discussed ad nauseum in hypothetical terms. In this article, I'll break out of that by providing a mix of examples in pop culture, movies, and television, along with personal anecdotes. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my own life here. 
frame control really is relevant to every human interaction, but the most colorful examples of it come from the domains of business and seduction. I could deconstruct boundless case studies of it that are a whole lot more PG rated. However, I've chosen the examples that will follow that are a bit more edgy so that you will actually remember them. They'll stick in your head a little bit more and then you can go out and apply them in the real world. As you will see, there is quite a spectrum of frame control and certain frame control methods should not be used in certain situations. This is not quite an area where you should just go with what feels natural. In fact, there are very few frame control naturals. Most of the people that are really excellent at it are people that have picked a particular domain and studied it really, really exhaustively and experimented with it very, very exhaustively. You can find a ton of articles and books that discuss it theoretically in depth. However, if you'd like to see an infographic design that breaks down the topics and the spectrum of frame control visually, let me know in the comments below of the article. Although, honestly, you may just find these examples a whole lot more useful. Number one, ignoring intentionally. A lot of times the best way to control the frame is just to ignore what the other party says and continue the interaction with high energy. For example, I walked into a party and I saw my ex-girlfriend with her, my newly minted ex-girlfriend, with her best friend sitting with a group of people. Now, I could have just ignored them, you know, hung by the bar, the other side of the, of the event going on, but that's not really my style. And we had a lot of overlap in our respective social circles, so avoiding her would have actually been a whole lot of work. So I just approached the group directly and sat down. I said hello to my ex and her best friend and then continued the conversation with someone else in the group. My ex's best friend then starts criticizing the ostentatious style of my shoes in a caustic way. So I looked her in the eyes and then I just didn't respond. I went on to engage the rest of the group and started making jokes that everyone laughs at for the next few minutes frame control. Two children and a ball. Here's a simple example. A little boy and a little girl are playing with a ball. The girl takes the ball from the boy and starts throwing it against a wall, having fun. The boy gets mad and wants the ball, so the girl has the frame. The boy is reactive to the actions of the girl. Then the little boy takes the ball and starts bouncing it and the little girl starts crying. Now the little boy has the frame. Next example, the trial of Hank Reardon. Check out this YouTube clip from a pretty mediocre movie adaptation of Atlas Shrugged. In this clip, Hank Reardon refuses to get drawn into a legal debate of his actions. He instead reframes it as a morality debate. If they want him to comply, they will have to make a clearly immoral display of force. To paraphrase, 
If you believe you have a right to my property, then you better bring guns. Next example, own the fun frame with silly dancing. As you can see in this video clip, I bring the fun frame by teaching a cute Colombian girl a few simple, silly dance moves. Owning the front fun frame can be a real challenge, especially if you don't like drinking alcohol, are trying to ingratiate yourself with an existing social circle, or are a foreigner in a foreign land. All three apply to me frequently. To own the fun frame, to bring the party, you really need to up the energy level and playfulness of everyone else. Sometimes I do this with silly dancing. Further on, I'll explain how I actually approach and initiate the silly dancing while maintaining frame control. Next example, a man hits on a provocatively dressed woman in the street. The woman exclaims, you're the third guy to hit on me today. The man apologizes. The woman has the frame in this situation. Instead of apologizing though, the second man smiles slightly and proceeds. What I noticed about you is that you have very high heels. This makes me think that you're a stripper or a high heel shoe tester. Which is it? The woman breaks out in laughter and attempts to convince the man she is a shoe tester. The man has the frame. Next example, Hitler versus the director of the essay. The film, Hitler the Rise, is worth a watch by any master student of frame control. Here at around the two hour mark in this film, it's a long one. We see a great frame battle between Hitler and the director of the essay. Hitler sets the frame by asking him not to speak. The director takes it back by responding, but Hitler ultimately takes it back by giving him a job. Next example, in a social situation, the person you're talking to says, I need to go. You respond, okay, first, I have just one more thing to run past you quickly. Then you continue chatting about whatever you want. Next example, accuse them of being difficult in a trivial way. Someone I want to go on a date with keeps giving me scheduling excuses about going out together. So I respond, wow, usually I don't have this difficult of a time negotiating a date. And it seems to me in retrospect that when I use this, I was trying to schedule a very non-official date type get together, like a coffee in the morning or something like that, and the other person was just being really indecisive about their schedule. <clears throat> Next example, appeal to their third-party credibility. Here's an email I sent to the managers of a co-working space I had a membership with. I tested the Wi-Fi down up today, and it was five megabytes and two megabytes. Last month, it was 18 megabytes up down. So I'm hoping that changes soon. Thanks again to you and Eddie for providing this excellent space that we can be extraordinarily productive. If you have a particular place you would like a five-star review posted for your co-working space, just let me know. Next example, the old you would have. If you're trying to convince someone of something, I really like the phrase, well, the old John would order a round of shots, do a risky business endeavor, take a trip to Vegas, or whatever. 
So you say, you know, the old John would do this, but I don't know if I like this, this new John who's so conservative and risk averse. Next example, assumption stacking. This is a more playful way of finding things out about people. As opposed to making boring small talk, asking people what they do for work and play, make cheeky assumptions which they have to respond to. Check out the video that's attached on this. It has some good examples. Next example, defeat a debate pivot by putting in headphones or earphones, a guy at the communal breakfast table begins making fun of my healthy vegetarian breakfast. So I bring up a couple of points supporting my dietary beliefs and practices. As opposed to addressing my points, he just starts spouting a really strong negative opinion about Obama. So he's trying to pivot the article, he's trying to pivot the argument to something where he believes there's a whole lot more evidence on his side. And so as opposed to countering his arguments about Obama, I just announced to the table that I am putting in my headphones and tuning out the discussion, and then I did just that. And I had the frame. Next example. Refraining someone's ultimatum as a threat. In this clip, a devious pickup artist describes how he avoids committed relationships with girls he's dating. So there's a gist of what he's saying, and it goes kind of like this. This is like his relationship, relationship talk spiel. So he says, I'll always talk to you about anything, but baby, don't don't threaten me with this, this ultimatum of us being in a committed relationship. Even if I wanted to say yes to this, I can't now because you've made it a threat and I'm really flattered that you like me so much that you want to be in a committed relationship. But we're spending time together because we're, we're so happy together and because this is essentially a, a completely 100% voluntary thing that we're doing. And if our relationship ever became non-voluntary then, it wouldn't be so happy. And if I couldn't see other people, I may feel like I was limited and that may make me resent you. And I don't ever want to resent you. And if it's better for you to leave me, if this isn't good for you, then you should really leave now. And his talk is a little bit longer than that and it's a little bit more emotionally manipulative perhaps. I really suggest you watch the video where he goes through it completely. It's, it's fairly amusing. He also begins the talk by describing a little bit more concise version of the same reframe, which is that if someone is trying to uh, corner them into a committed relationship, he says, I really am enjoying getting to know you right now. And right now, figuring out this complicated relationship thing is going to get in the way of enjoying getting to know you. And if I ever stop enjoying you, I'll let you know. Next example, suggest a language barrier. Once upon finishing a project, I received an unhappy rambling email from one of my Panamanian clients. And as opposed to logically addressing everything he said in the email, I simply suggested that there was a language barrier and I apologize for my less than fluent Spanish. He responded with a much more cheerful tone and actually admitted that he was frustrated about 
other things, and we continued to work together. The emotional push-pull scenario game. Here's another one that you'll quickly see is from the world of pickup. This consists of a question and answer game where you are creating highly emotional hypothetical situation. And the goal of the game is to bring your conversational partner through a wide range of emotions. Get them reacting to you. Classic frame control. An example that might get you into trouble is you begin by saying something like, Let's play a game, and it's not a serious game. Let's say I came to you and told you that I thought you were really intelligent and creative and a fighter, and I wanted you to join my enterprise, and I made you a really good offer. What would you say? What about if you had to leave your country and family for five years to work with me in America? What would you do? Let's say we started doing business and you were really good at it, and you were making more money than you ever had before. But something else started happening too. We started having sex, lots of sex. Would you feel like opportunity knows no boundaries, and sometimes in life you have to chase it across borders, and you end up making love to a foreigner under foreign stars? Would you embrace the adventure, or would you feel like you had really violated your professional integrity? Let's say you were in too deep. You stayed with me. But then something very disturbing happened. I stopped paying you. Every time you asked about it, I would come up with some clever reason why you hadn't gotten paid or why it was taking longer than it should. What would you do at that point? Then you got a very troubling knock on your door. It was the immigration service, and it turned out there was a big problem with your visa. Then you noticed that you were late. You got a pregnancy test, and it came back positive. It actually turned out that you were having twins. What would you do? Would you return to your own country and raise the kids there, or would you stay in America? <laughs> Next example. Take someone's frame after they win a debate. So I'm sitting with some friends at a bar. Two of my friends at the table are having a debate about sex roles. My friend Chris is making his points in a very humorous way and reframing Ruth's, Ruth's viewpoints as defensive, emotional, and reactive. Chris has the frame. Eventually, Ruth is floored and has nothing else to say. She looks dejected. I then tell Chris, you won, Chris. You beat her. How does it feel? Now Chris feels a little bad for verbally beating up his opponent. I have the frame. Next example, refuse questions, describe fantasies. I was at a bar with my friend Max and two girls. I kept leaving to talk to two other girls sitting nearby. One of the girls we are with starts getting a little jealous and asks me, where were you just a minute ago? As opposed to answering her actual question, I respond, Panama. She laughs and asks me the question again. I respond, I was visiting Panama in my mind just now, going on a little flight of fantasy. Then I ask her about which country she goes in her fantasies. Explain your jokes. Sometimes, on purpose, I tell really stupid jokes. And if people don't laugh, I start explaining the joke to them as you would a child. Then they interrupt me 
I jump to the conclusion that they don't understand the joke in the first place. So the problem isn't with my stupid joke, it's with their comprehension. And this works great when there is a little bit of a language barrier on, on their side. Next example, the reach in elbow tap interruption. So Adam Lyons hilariously describes in this seminar that is linked on the article how you can take frame control by how you are physically interacting with people. He has two examples that are, are, are particularly useful. I've used them myself plenty of times. Check that video out. Next example, convince those in power with novel information. Powerful CEOs and leaders feel most powerful and are less open to being swayed one way or another when operating in their area of expertise. Make the leaders feel less powerful and confident by talking about stuff they don't know about. Introduce a nuance of the matter they may not have considered, then make your pitch. Post pitch, remind them who's boss so they feel empowered by their position to act on your information. Next example, the salsa pickup. Latin dancing can definitely teach you a thing or two about physical frame control. What you almost never wanna do is ask a girl to dance. What works so much better is to just tap her elbow, slide your hand down her forearm, and take her hand lightly, then just half turn your back to her as you lead her to the dance floor. Try to do this in one fluid movement and it's uncanny how often she'll just follow you to the floor and then you'll have a nice little time dancing to a salsa song together. If I'm going to transition to the silly dancing shown above, I typically do so just by telling her, I'm gonna teach you a dance move from my country. Next example, calling out the awkwardness. In this video, Jesse, a pickup artist, gets shot down by several girls he approaches. While he doesn't recover the interaction or score a date, hey, it's a numbers game, as they say, he does a textbook job managing the awkwardness. He calls out the awkwardness, then he makes a silly joke, then he changes the subject, and I think makes like two or three attempts to re-engage. Final example, Oscar Schindler negotiating with the Nazi. Schindler was a businessman, seducer, ethical hedonist, and a classic limitless character. You probably watched Schindler's List a long time ago. I really suggest watching it again through the lens of social dynamics, and you'll see why it's regarded as pretty much the best movie ever. In the clip I linked to, we see where Schindler is hanging out with the drunk Nazi commandant, and he compares the Nazi commandant to a merciful Roman emperor. And he suggests that the greatest way to exercise power is to extend arbitrary clemency to one's subjects. In this case, the Jews in the concentration camp. In the comments of this article, I hope you'll let me know which of these frame control tactics you are planning on stealing to use for your own pleasure and profit.